Hello and welcome to the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast. I'm Liz, the Healthy Gamer Girl, and this is episode 10. So really quickly before we get started, just want to say, as always, that I'm not a doctor and this podcast is not meant to be taken as medical advice and rather is informational in nature. So please always consult with your physician before beginning any new diet or health regimen. So today I want to talk a little bit about nutrition and more specifically, ketosis and what exactly it is. So why am I babbling about nutrition? I am a certified holistic nutrition consultant. It is my absolute passion. I think that health really does stem from what we put inside of our bodies. And I just, this is such a big part of my life that I really want to share it with as many people as possible. I did a two-year intensive program that was based in a lot of science and biology, so like it wasn't all hugs and rainbows and kale. It was really um, focused on biomechanisms and how food and macro and micronutrients impact the minutiae of our bodies working. I say minutiae, that's ridiculous. Our bodies are so cool, nothing is menial. But I just say all this to kind of lend a little bit of credence to what I'm going to talk about next which is, as I mentioned before, ketosis. So I kind of realized the other day that I have spent all of this time talking about keto and low-carb diets and never really explained the nuances. I mean, yes, in episodes four and seven, I did talk about the generals, um, the, the generals. I did talk about um, the basics of both of these types of diets and just general concepts related to ketosis, but... And exactly say what keto is. And a ketogenic diet or ketosis is a little bit more, I guess, clandestine than many diets. Um, just by the nature of the fact that it's not quite mainstream yet. Yes, there are a lot of um, like mainstream alternative health practitioners touting the benefits, but they're still in the alternative sphere. Like you don't see Jillian Michaels talking about how great she thinks ketosis is or like the, no one on The Biggest Loser is on a ketogenic diet. You know, it's not, it's not quite in the mainstream yet. So I do want to talk a little bit about what the hay it is and why, why it's a little bit beneficial. Although honestly, that's a huge topic and will probably mostly be in another podcast. So back to basics. Your body burns carbohydrates, fats, and proteins for energy. So all three major macronutrient groups can be burned for energy by your body. Since your body is awesome, it's got its own pathways, its own metabolic pathways for each one of these things. So they all get burned in a different way, basically, which makes sense. They're different compounds. So typically, your body will run on glucose, which is sugar which is required for cellular metabolism. So keep that in mind. Glucose is required for cellular metabolism. And since you generally eat more calories than is necessary, and since you typically eat way more glucose or way more sugar, which is converted into glucose, broken down usually, um, than is necessary, your body doesn't actually need any more at a certain point. And so it stores this extra glucose. And it stores glucose, your body stores glucose in two ways. The first way is that your liver converts, um, converts that glucose into glycogen, which is a separate concept. And you don't have to remember the separate, not concept, this is a separate compound. And you really don't have to remember the names of all of these things. Totally not necessary. 
they'll also all be in the show notes and links to everything. But your liver can convert glucose to glycogen. And that is glycogen is stored in your muscles and in the liver, and that's used as fuel in the future. Um, it actually takes four, I think, four grams of water to hold every gram of glycogen in your muscles, which is why, like, oftentimes when you start a ketogenic diet or a low carbohydrate diet, your body sheds a lot of water really quickly. It's because you're burning up these glycogen stores, and so your body doesn't need that water to hold on to it anymore, which I think is kind of cool. So the second way that your body can store this excess glucose that you take in is as fat on your body. And sorry, that's the process that none of us like that much, but that is when we have consumed so much glucose that all of our glycogen stores are totally full up and your body converts that glucose into fat to store all over in a process called lipogenesis or lipogenesis. I'm not really sure to be totally honest. So where does ketosis fall into all of this? It's a great question that I just asked. Um, ketosis kind of comes onto the playing field when there is no more glucose or glycogen for the body to burn. So when you're in ketosis, your body runs on ketones. And ketones are created when your body breaks down fat instead of breaking down glucose. So ketosis is actually a state that we go into every night um, for the most part. It's just what happens when you, there's not glucose or glycogen. It's not a special secret process. It's not something that's dangerous for your body. It's natural. This is just a natural occurrence of the body. And I'll talk a little bit about that more later. I just want to get that out of the way first. So ketones are created um, by your liver when your body breaks down fat in a process called beta-oxidation. So since your body is, again, so cool and so adaptable, it switches the metabolic pathways to go from burning glucose to burning ketones. So once it notices that there's no more glycogen, there's no more glucose, and it starts burning fat, your body just switches everything to say, oh, okay, now we're burning fat. And again, this happens every night. Like you're not eating for 8 to 12 hours at night, and so obviously your body, it, it's running out of these sugar stores because everything is still functioning. So what does it do? It starts to burn fat and um, or it starts to break down fat into ketones and burn those. And your body as again, so adaptable, but studies have shown that it actually really prefers to burn ketones to glycogen. Um, and actually, furthermore, studies demonstrate that your brain prefers it to the point of being able to function 70% more effectively when you're running on ketones as opposed to glycogen or glucose, rather. And this is kind of interesting because I know that one of the, I'm going to call it a side effect of ketosis that I experience and that I know a lot of people experience is this increased sense of like mental sharpness and clarity. So a lot of people say that when they switch from eating a high carbohydrate diet or a moderate carbohydrate diet to a lower carb or ketogenic diet, they're able to think better, to function better. And I certainly notice this. I notice that I can get away with getting a little bit less sleep and it doesn't impact me in quite the same way, which is probably attributable to the fact that your brain really prefers this method of fuel. And again, evolutionarily, this really does make sense. 
um, our ancestors wouldn't have had constant constant access to food, and so there would have needed to be some sort of bio mechanism. <laughs> I can't talk today. Some sort of bio mechanism in place so that our bodies could keep running and so that they could keep going to find more food. Um, the typical idea of how hunter gatherers sort of ate was that it was like a feast or famine situation. And this is, this is accepted as kind of conventional wisdom at this point, that our as a Paleolithic ancestors, and I'm not trying to pull the Paleo diet card here, don't worry, it's going to be okay, but that our Paleolithic ancestors, before like the Neolithic era began and farming took over, that they would have essentially followed the hunt and only eaten when they found food. So before agriculture, obviously there wasn't food everywhere. So it's like you kill an elk or a mammoth or a saber-toothed tiger, if whatever, and then you have that stirs of food or you find some berries here and there, some tubers, and you have that food, but it's not a constant stream of things. So your body needs to have this kind of backup to be able to burn something else when food isn't present. And that's what fat storage is. That is why we can burn fat so effectively. That's why it works for us. And I would imagine that increased brain clarity is kind of important if you are trying to find food for survival. So I don't know whether that's related or whether it's just like a fun little like extra effect of a ketogenic diet, but brain clarity is something that has been scientifically studied. And I'll put a link to a study in, a sh in the show notes. Don't think I'm just going to say, oh, study this, study that, and then leave it be. I'll back up my words. Um, so moving on back to the ketogenic diet before I babble too much. Um, like I said before, ketosis is not some special miracle. It happens to most people every night. So keto or ketosis isn't something that we necessarily have to try to do. A ketogenic diet is, though. So a ketogenic diet is a purposeful attempt to keep your body constantly in ketosis. And we can achieve this by eating predominantly fat and limiting carbohydrates. Now, why? Why would you want to do this? Some people think that this helps to facilitate weight loss. Um, studies are all over the place on this. Now, for me personally, a ketogenic diet not not necessarily like increases my ability to lose weight. Of course it does at first a little bit, but for the most part it just helps me maintain weight and it helps me keep like my cravings in check and keep my consumption in check. And it also kind of helps me to not gain weight, which I think is just as important as losing weight at a certain point in time. Like I don't actually want to lose any more weight. I like my body how it is. Like I'm pretty fit, but I don't want to go like out of control. And when I eat a lot of carbohydrates, I do tend to notice that like lack of control and the, like the binge mechanism sort of gets turned on in my brain. And I don't really have an understanding of when I'm full so much as like, oh, there's still cookies in that package. I'll just keep eating. Um, so along those lines, a lot of other people have also noticed this increased sense of satiety from eating all of that fat. And that is because fat does promote um, satiety better than carbohydrates do. So this can decrease your consumption of foods, which it does for a lot of people. And it also can decrease your craving for sugary foods. So if like, you deprive your body of these sugary foods for a long enough time, your body just 
doesn't want them. So I'll be totally honest. I like to see a cupcake now or cake in the break room when it's a coworker's birthday and it does nothing for me. Nothing. So I have a lot of food allergies and I can't eat gluten or um I guess like grains in general and my coworkers will say like, Oh Liz, that's so sad, you can't have that, you must be really upset. And like I just say, Oh, it's okay because I don't wanna be like a psychopath that just constantly talks about my diet and is this like keto or low carb evangelist. Like this isn't, that's not the place for it. (laughs) This podcast is the place for that. But I just have nothing. I guess I just don't feel that craving anymore, which is, it's kind of awesome. So it's like a very empowering feeling when you're like, oh, I don't want that cupcake. I just really do not care. But along those lines, that that's what people feel. They don't have these cravings anymore. They don't feel triggered to binge on sugary foods. Um, another reason that someone might go on a ketogenic diet is to balance and regulate your hormones. So this is kind of like a cascade effect. Basically, all of your hormones are so very, very intertwined that when you balance some of them, it ends up balancing others. And I'm not exaggerating. Everything hormonally is super closely related. Um, I know we talked a little bit about this when I discussed vitamin D in one of the very first podcasts because vitamin D is considered to be like the mother hormone, basically. But I can't really state it enough. It's so true. Your hormones are just like this amazingly complex intertwined system where if one is out of balance, the others become out of balance. So then bringing that one back into balance balances everything else. I feel like I'm talking about chakras, but no, seriously, this is science. This is real. So the hormones leptin and ghrelin, which are in charge of controlling your feelings of fullness and hunger, those are definitely balanced by a ketogenic diet because ketosis, like we talked about, kind of increases the sense of satiety when you eat fat. So that helps you get your leptin back and reset Um, which in turn resets your ghrelin to these levels of like normalcy where your body's like, okay, this is where we're at. This is our set point. This is what hunger feels like. This is what fullness feels like, which is awesome. That can help you not overeat basically. Um, Because you're limiting your sugar, you're keeping your insulin in check, which is another hormone and that regulates your blood sugar. Um, Insulin and cortisol are very closely connected so that again, gets your cortisol in check, and cortisol is also related to stress. Um, And then when all of these other hormones are in balance, like your testosterone, your estrogen, your androgen, everything sort of starts falling into place. And this is so cool because all of these hormones control so much of your body. Uh, Thyroid hormone is another one, um, which we talked about a little bit in the low-carb basics. But these hormones control so much of what is going on in your body that keeping them in balance is just so important. So going on a ketogenic diet and resetting kind of all of your hormones to this place of homeostasis or balance is kind of a benefit enough in and of itself in my mind, Um, besides weight loss or maintenance or just not binging on garbage or feeling deprived. I mean, just hormonal balance, all of those things. So now just I want to quickly address the issue, I'm just going to totally switch gears here. That was the worst non sequitur, or not non sequitur, that was the worst segue ever. It's like, and now this. But I'm going to talk about how we, like, whether or not we really need carbohydrates. And 
One of the biggest arguments against a ketogenic diet is that we need carbohydrates for brain health. Carbs are totally necessary. They're super important. You hear that? It's like the battle cry of the high-carb movement. Like, oh, carbs. Your brain needs carbs. Carbs, carbs, carbs. Great. Okay. So I want to talk about that. So do you need carbohydrates for brain health? Sort of. You don't need carbohydrates. You need glucose. Remember at the very beginning, 15 minutes ago, I said, remember this. Your brain runs on glucose. So we do need glucose, which is a carbohydrate, but we don't need to get glucose from carbohydrates. And I know you're like, wait, what? What's happening here? So just to clarify, again, carbohydrates are not essential. We have essential fatty acids, which are fats. There's essential amino acids, which are protein, proteins, but not essential carbohydrates, despite the fact that our brain needs glucose. And this is because, back to the miracle of your body, your body can actually make glucose from proteins and from byproducts of ketosis. And this is a process called gluconeogenesis. And again, no one's expecting you to remember all of these words. It's just that they're fun to say and fun to put in podcasts. But gluconeogenesis is the process by which your body breaks down glycerol from fatty acids, lactate from your muscles, and amino acids from proteins that you consume and turns those all into glucose. So just make sure essentially that you get enough protein and that way your body will have enough glucose. So it's really, it's honestly, it's honestly, honestly, it's honestly, get it together, Liz. But it's really cool how your body has all of these different pathways and it's got all of these checks and balances in place so that we don't actually need carbohydrates. And I think that that's really important to note because while your body does need glucose, your brain needs glucose. That is unequivocal. That is not conjecture. That is very true. Your body does not need to get that glucose from fruits or from bread or from grains. It's just not necessary. So when you're eating a ketogenic diet and someone comes up to you and is like, oh, your brain isn't going to function, you can let them know. No, my body has mechanisms in place to break down fat and proteins into and lactic acid, which is a byproduct of muscle, your muscle use. You can break those down into glucose, which can fuel your brain. It's so cool. It's like a waste not, want not kind of situation. And finally, just want to talk about what happens when you get kicked out of ketosis? And you might have heard this phrase before. Um, someone on like a message board or just in general, like on their Instagram, being like, oh, I got kicked out of ketosis. I don't know how. Um, basically, that just means that your body goes back from running on ketones to running on carbohydrates. And this is the same thing that will happen to you every morning if you don't eat at night, which most people don't. And you have breakfast that is breaking the fast. It's kicking your body out of ketosis. Um, it can happen when you're on a ketogenic diet if you're eating too many carbohydrates or too many proteins because of that process, gluconeogenesis. But it's mostly carbohydrates that will do this. And artificial sweeteners can also kick you out of ketosis as evidence shows that they now actually metabolize. And sucralose is the biggest offender here, which is like the name brand Splenda. So a lot of the times people who are drinking beverages sweetened with artificial sweeteners or making cookies with Splenda don't realize that they are actually consuming these um, compounds which break down into carbohydrates. And... That's, I mean, it's just kind of tricky. It's just a reason to 
kind of tapered down your usage of these things because they're not that beneficial, if at all. And you can get back into ketosis just as easily as you did that first time and actually easier than you did the first time because your body will typically have less carbohydrates or less glycogen. And that is by limiting your carbohydrate intake, so doing what you did at first. And actually, some people use exercise to get back into ketosis. So they'll do like a carb refeed or a carb feed before <laughs> um, before working out and then burn off all those carbs and like still maintain a ketogenic state, which is pretty cool. Again, like your body is so awesome and can do all of these amazing things. So that's the basics of what exactly a ketogenic diet is. It's a little bit more than the basics, but it's it's more or less when your body stops burning glycogen or stops burning glucose and I guess glycogen and starts burning ketones from breaking down fat. Again, it's not that difficult. It's pretty simple, but um, it's really, really cool. And I think that more or less covers it. So the show notes this week will have links to studies Um, there's links to a pretty cool infographic on ruled.me, which is a ketogenic website that I actually really like going to. Um, and just some general keto links because they're fun and because why not talk about it more? So I just want to, again, thank you all so, so much for listening. Um, if you have any more questions about keto, please feel free to contact me at my website at healthygamergirl.com. You can email me, liz at healthygamergirl.com, or you can hit me up on any of my social channels. They're all listed on that website. Show notes will be at healthygamergirl.com slash show notes. So if you have any questions about this podcast, feel free to either email me as stated above or leave a comment on the show notes. I'd also love it if you left me a comment on iTunes or on Stitcher where this podcast is streamed. Um... Either way, it's just, it always like tickles me when I get a comment or an email from someone or a question. I just love it. So thank you so much for, I guess, engaging with me and just keep on doing it. Um, That's all for this week. So I will see you next time and have a healthy week and have fun gaming.